Welcome to Blooming Out on Community Radio, WFHB. Blooming Out is a forum by and for the LGBTQ plus community. Each week we explore the issues, events pertaining to the LGBT community in Indiana, the U.S., and internationally. We speak with guests about human rights, coming out, the legality of being gay, and much more. Blooming Out is a multiple award-winning program here on Community Radio, WFHB. Thanks for listening to Blooming Out. Welcome to Blooming Out. Um, I'm Frankie Preslav. I'm Ireland Meacham. I'm Melanie Davis. And I'm Justin Robertson. And tonight we have Judy Yip. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> what were you doing before you came yeah, in here? I want to know. I, I'm getting kind of. And we have um, Emily Carroll from Spencer Pride here to talk to us about um, World Pride in New York. And so we're looking forward to that. And we haven't seen everybody for, I guess, a couple of weeks, right? It's been yeah. a long time. Yeah. I've yeah. missed all of you. Too. I'm getting kind of crazy feedback in my ear. Um, so I guess let's start with uh, Melanie and let's hear what's going on with your world. Oh, just like everything. Yeah. I, it's been been really busy this past couple of weeks and uh, town's blowing up the, the news around town and with the stuff with the farmer's market and, uh, and other places are... Uh, uh, I just can't keep up. So just running around, <laughs> just, just running around with like a chicken with my head cut off. Politically to, active person. Trying to be aware. Uh, I actually got uh, voted in to what? Uh, the Stonewall Democrats yes. the steering committee yeah, on Monday. Did. Congratulations! Thank you. Uh, yeah. So that's kind of like I'm looking at that and trying to figure out where you, what you I'm, gonna... what I'm bringing to the table yeah. and and what they need and and uh, really excited because it's a really great. Yeah, it's a good organization. Yeah. So yeah, with a lot of good people there. Well, I'm glad you're you're there. Yeah, so you. um, so you said this, the is it a, the board or is this, that's what they call the steering committee or is it something separate from what the board is? Or? I, well, uh, they were using uh, the words interchangeably, kind of. Okay. So uh, I, it could be the same exact thing. Right. Um, that's uh, still what I have to figure out. I just right. came into the meeting kind of cold, and right. and uh, all of a sudden I was part of it. So, uh, woohoo! Yeah, good for you. <laughs> I'll have more information later. Yeah, definitely. We'll have to have people on from the Stonewall that can we, you know, can give us. Oh yeah, a great interview. Totally, and okay. you know, all kinds of candidates and talking about politics in South Central Indiana. Yeah. Well, good, Justin. Yes, hello. It's it's been a while since I've seen you guys. I've been out in Provincetown for the last two Scoop weeks, it. which has been very nice. You're you're much tanned. You Am I? Tan. Yeah, not as tan as I would like to be, but you know, you're skin cancer and all that. But yeah, it was it was it was a great time. Yeah, you I, I love it there. The Provincetown. I have not hung out there. So oh, really? I no. think it's totally you, friend. Yeah, that's what everybody says. It is me. So <laughs> yeah. I, I need to get over there before I'm too old to not to not be able to enjoy it. So that was great. And then you saw one of our uh, superheroes, Ian, who's a mutual friend. And yes, your child. I did. Yes. And that was sort of bittersweet because, of course, it was yeah, like, yeah. now I have empty nests. Yeah. Yeah, my kids are gone. Right. Grew up. So. so that was and you said you, you guys uh, rented the Love Shack. Was it? You know, when you were out there, 
It was a million shots. <laughs> well, it was a nice house on the beach. Yeah, okay. Frankly. So, okay. Well, I didn't, you were the one that called it the shack. The whole oh, shack shimmy. Right. I forgot that. Yeah, yeah so you're, that. he was like side eyeing okay. me, like, oh, I would be in a shock. <laughs> Excuse me. Well, I didn't know what you were talking about at first, but okay, yes. Yes, so yeah, so was that. was and you have stayed in this house before? No, no, never. Oh, this was another. No, okay. it was just it was a rental. Right. Just a random. You just walked up and saw. And <laughs> <Right. just> <laughs> try the doors until you find one. That <laughs> that's right. Well, that's fun. No, those yeah. are always fun to do. Well, good. And you had good weather. We did. It was it was very nice there. You know, I mean, it's not as hot as it is here. Yeah, yeah, the ocean. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the ocean. So it was beautiful. Well, good for you. Yeah, and you have to go. And we saw a wonderful drag show where the drag performers actually sang their own songs. Oh, that's and so I like amazing. I, I haven't seen that since I was probably in my twenties. Yeah, because yeah. everything's lip syncing. Yeah. Now. Yeah. But they had incredible voices. Yeah, when you so yeah, they have the real shows there. The real shows. Yeah, now, who did you offend on the other side? Oh, I, well, I didn't mean that. I just <laughs> <laughs> the real old fashioned shows. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Before I guess they had electricity and recordings when you were right. Children, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, and now moving up to modern age. How's um, Ireland doing? <laughs> I'm good. I have been traveling all around um, New York. I went to World Pride, and I saw I saw you guys from the from the sidelines of the parade. But uh-huh. um, yeah, I waved, but you didn't see me. It's okay. In New York City, uh, right? yeah. Well, we we saw you. There were kind of like two million people. Yeah, there. yeah, <laughs> exactly. We saw you, Ireland. Definitely, yeah, definitely. Just say yes. sure we did. No, that was a great time, though. I had such a great time. It was it was crazy how many people were there. Yeah. And yeah. And I went to a bunch of different um events while I was there. But we'll talk about that. Yeah, later. we got a yeah, the yeah. episodes. So yeah. And you and you went to like a was it a shop that you went to? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I is that a, a new tattoo? I got a new tattoo. That's oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're talking about that on the radio. My mom's sorry, listening right? and rolling her eyes. Right oh, now. did she, but, she not uh, know? Did we just bust No, no, no. no. She knew. She knew. Mom, it's a pretty it's pretty. It's actually it's I yeah I mean Thank as you. far as tattoos go it's very pretty. Thank you. So um, I describe it for the people on the, it's, the radio. It's, um, it has a big line. It's on a, it, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's um it's a Greek like vase looking thing mm-hmm. with the goddess An Artemis on something. it. And, and who's yeah, she? Um, <laughs> she's the. Um, the uh, <laughs> I have to act stupid. The okay. le- she's like the goddess of the hunt. She's a leader of an all women like right. hunting crew, which is super cool. Right. So she's um, patron goddess of the Amazons, mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah. What's your middle name, Melanie? Artemisia. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Right. after is. Artemis. All right. Wow. So we got a tattoo of cool. Melanie. Yeah, yeah Melanie. basically. It's <laughs> a There's Melanie. something going on here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> aw. No, uh, but. Mom just fainted. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like it. It's based it's off beautiful. of the, the art at the Met. They have a bunch of Greek yeah, um, yeah. St- or, um, vases and like art. What, artifacts? Yeah, yeah. artifacts. Yeah. That's a word. So, yeah, it's based off of that. Well, good. Yeah. Well, that, and, and you did that. Did you know you were going to do this? Yeah, I did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know, it wasn't on a crazy <laughs> random. Hey, I it bet. doesn't look like a drunk tattoo. No. no. I mean, it this looks like something you would no. play. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't say it was a prison tattoo. <laughs> yeah. It's not like your tattoo. <laughs> yeah, not like yeah. mine. Just yeah, lopsided happy faces. All over his arms. <laughs> Just like sleeves. <laughs> That's why I'm a tough guy. Um, and Judy, how are you? Oh, I'm hanging in there That's with between World Pride and 
coming up on the end of Spencer Pride's end of fiscal year and barely recovered from the festival. It's like, right. shoo, Yeah, you shoo. guys are all in the world. Rest up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Need to rest up. So, so yeah. put those sandals back on. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. And, and Got the sandals on. We're good. Right. And how about you? I'm doing pretty well. Thank you. We, um, I'm still trying to recover from New York City because that was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now I'm back in Spencer, which is great. Um, but I do miss New York a little bit. <laughs> okay. So, but yeah, so I, I can't, I'm really looking forward to hearing all the shows and our shows, all the stories. I don't know where I got shows from. Maybe you guys saw shows. Um, and I did like a crazy Frankie today. So yeah. I was like, I get off work, I run home, I change and I get here and there's somebody in our room and the doors closed and I'm like okay uh, I'm late it's like um, you know 15 you till I'm like what <laughs> happened and we have a new executive producer so I run I'm looking I'm like did they cancel our show <laughs> what's going on here I was like you guys weren't like in the hallway or like greeting me I'm like looking at me I'm like did I totally get, did I get fired and no one told me and you know they moved the show and I was like running around and I went up and I was like what's going on and she's like comes out what's um, her, we have a new uh, producer her name is Korea Greenberg. There we go. Miss Greenberg, we'll call her. <laughs> <laughs> and, she, um, she, you know, I'm like, hi, I'm Frankie. Uh, do I have a show? <laughs> and she's like, yeah. And then we're talking and she's just kind of, she's meeting me for the first time. And then I'm like, well, who's in the recording studio right now? And, you know, and she says, and I'm like, and then I look at the clock and I'm like, oh, it's 445. Oh. <laughs> I was like, well, hello, I'm Frankie. Glad to meet you. And this is my world. <laughs> I'm like, but, and then of course, and then I'm what? Five, I had five minutes until the show was gone. I got yeah. walked downtown and ended up talking to somebody and couldn't shut up. We were calling the missing person. Yeah. Right. So anyways, so that was my, my thing, but I'm glad to have <coughs> the family back and we're all safe. Yeah. And yeah. So that's yeah. good. So Melanie, what's going on in the LGBTQ news? Oh, she could continue the good vibes here, but okay, uh, well, let's keep them. But I'll I'll take over the the bad news first, and we'll move on up. Right, uh, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo announced his commission on unalienable rights, saying that it will answer questions like, "What does it mean to say or claim that something is in fact a human right, and how do we know or how do we determine whether that claim that this or that is a human right is it true and therefore ought to be honored?" He mused that it would be, quote, one of the most profound re-examinations of the unalienable rights in the world since the 1948 Universal Declaration of Human Rights. As a reminder, Pompeo is the guy who opposed repeal of Don't Ask, Don't Tell, continued to try and fight against marriage equality even after it was law by co-sponsoring two bills, the, Senate, the State Marriage Defense Act and the Marriage and Religious Freedom Act, both uh, designed to undermine the effects of court rulings on marriage equality. Um, his, his views on same-sex parents in 2014 were clarified with the statement, quote, I think as you look at uh, back at civilization, look back at history, you find the strength of these families having a father and a mother is the ideal condition for childbearing. He went on to identify single parents as not far behind that, but made certain that he never considered same-sex parents as an answer. Pompeo also co-sponsored um, the marriage and religion. Oh, that, that's it. I just did that one. Uh, he vowed to continue his fight against abortion, marriage equality, and related matters each and every day. Uh, Pompeo 
opposed reauthorizing the Violence Against Women Act due to language expanding the law to cover LGBTQ people. While he was acting CIA director, he canceled a planned speech at the CIA about diversity and LGBTQ rights uh, by Matthew Shepard's parents, Judy and Dennis. Also at the CIA, Mike Pompeo consulted with Tony Perkins, president of the Family Research Council. Feel free to hiss and boo as an anti-LGBTQ Hiss, hiss, boo. (laughs) Thank you for the levity. He also uh, uh, he's also a walking migraine when it comes to racial and religious matters. His campaign once said a tweet promoting the view that Pompeo's Indian American opponent was a and I hate to use this term turban topper quote unquote who quote could be a Muslim a Hindu a Buddhist etc. Who knows? And then he falsely claimed that the silence of Muslim leaders has been deafening in response to the Boston Marathon bombing further suggesting that Islamic leaders were, quote, potentially complicit for not uh, loudly enough condemning acts of terror. Then he goes and picks former U.S. ambassador to the Vatican, Mary Ann Glendon, as its head. Backed up with nine other members, six of whom are, besides her, anti-LGBT. Do you see a pattern coming here? Uh, Glendon, a conservative law professor, quote, writes forcefully against the expansion of abortion rights. She's called marriage equality, quote, a bid for special preferences that will suggest that alternative family forms are just as good as husband and wife uh, raising kids together. Glendon, and that's, that's, she's not being positive about that. Glendon wrote a column for the Boston Globe in 2004 suggesting that the Massachusetts legislature should pass another ban on marriage equality after the state Supreme Court, Supreme Judicial Court decision legalized it that May. And she's against kids learning in school that LGBT people exist and deserve respect, saying, quote, parents who complain will be branded as homophobes and their children will suffer, she said, as if children with parents like that don't currently suffer. Secretary Pompeo stated in his announcement that, quote, basic human rights are misunderstood and manipulated and words like rights can be used for good or evil. But he failed to clarify those statements, quickly striding triumphantly off stage with Glendon after her effusive praising of him during her comments. As a side note, her eyes appeared red in the video, and I'm wondering if she was having an allergic reaction to the, the polish after so thoroughly licking his boots. Seriously, watch the video. Her glee is barely contained. If you recall, last May, the State Department announced it intended to create a new commission that would re-examine international law through the perspective of, of quote, unquote, natural law. It goes on, the commission will provide fresh thinking about human rights discourse where such discourse has departed from our nation's founding principles of natural law and natural rights. And they ask, why would we want to go back to the founding principles of human right, the founders' principles of human rights? That seems like the worst idea next to just coming straight out and declaring the Theocratic Republic of Gilead manifest. According to an article at LGBTQ Nation, unnatural law is defined as a philosophical notion postulating that certain rights are inherent uh, to being human, usually endowed by God, uh, insisting that universal moral truths can be arrived by examining religious texts or an imagined quote-unquote state of nature. Natural law as a concept is often used by the right to argue against women's rights and LGBTQ people's rights. These are the people who are going to be deciding the definition of human rights for the U.S. and foreign policy. If this doesn't alarm the heck out of you, you may need to check your pulse and or your privilege. Wow, that was a, a oh lot. God. 
I watched the video, and you're right about her being overly excited about this new position. She was, both of them were like kind of like smirking almost. Yeah, the it whole time. It felt like, yeah. It was I don't good. know. And, and, you know, is this how we're going to be defining human rights in the United States? Yeah. So Apparently it is. Well, we got a lot of work to do. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Um, Ireland. Mm. So, um, unfortunately, I don't have any good news after that. But um, on Monday, an 18-year-old in Hull, UK, was beaten bloody by her friends because she's gay, according to the teenager's sister who posted photos on Facebook after the incident. Ellie Mae Mulholland sustained a broken, broken nose, two black eyes, and head injuries, and had to be taken to the hospital. According to her sister, Stevie Lay Ansel, Mulholland had confronted one of her friends about some money she owed her, and the two girls attacked her while yelling homophobic slurs. This apparently was not the first time the girls had made homophobic comments to Mulholland. Ansel, her sister said, um, Ansel, her sister, um, said, quote, as soon as they have an argument, it's straight to, um, sorry, the page just got mixed up. It's straight to her being a lesbian. I feel like I cannot let this happen to my sister because she is gay. I just feel really helpless. Um, and this comes pretty le- recently after that other attack on the lesbian couple by, I think, like a group of 15, 15 guys or something mm. like yeah, that. And more, yeah, on the bus. And more and more of them are being um, prosecuted every day. And, um, and that was in yeah. the UK as well, right? Yeah, yeah. If yeah. I remember correctly. So I don't know what's going on there, but it's not good. Um, well, I just read an interesting article, and I don't remember where I read it, but that um, the thing about what's happening in the U.S. is not an anomaly. It's happening all over. Yeah. If you look at other countries like the U.K. and 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 others, right-wing conservatives are Rising. coming mm-hmm. into power. Yeah. And... Um, Something is happening everywhere, and it and it makes it all the more imperative for us to not let our guard down mm-hmm. and to be out there for our people and not assume that because things have gotten so bad that they're going to flip back the other way and everybody's going to be appalled by what's happening. We have to keep working at this mm-hmm. because it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's everywhere. Um, and there is just another uh, uh, poll out. It's a singular poll, so it doesn't necessarily show a trend, but... Um, but what it does show is that among young people, acceptance of LGBT folk has actually dropped mm-hmm. a couple of percentage points. Um, and that, that seems really surprising. And that's in the U.S. too. So, um, but whatever message is getting out there, whatever whatever's happening in mm-hmm. uh, the older generations, it's kind of filtering down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. We just... Uh uh, you know, you always just kind of hope that uh, it is just a trend. <laughs> you know, just kind of <coughs> dig a hole and, and and bury your head in the sand like an o- ostrich. But um, you know, it's it's uh, uh, this is why staying pol- politically involved. You know, on on the the local level, um, mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. able to um, have a voice um, and and staying active. You know, is is, is important that mm-hmm. we just you know can't just sit back and and think somebody else is going to take care of it um you know and why why this happens i don't know it's just you know is it 
that there's just so much going on and people are just focused all over the place or is there you know you know what, what, what's causing this yeah um, I don't know the, the to make it even simpler is you know you think about has this been going on for a, a long time and now that you know with social media and how quick things are and more things are probably reported mm-hmm. than they used to be so you know could it be that we feel like there's more going on but it's really all the same right you know well, like uh, violent crime which is down overall since right, the the right. 80s um by 40 percent or something right and and yet it's all over the news so we're everybody's feeling really afraid right, right? um but well, it's safer yeah. than the I reagan th- era i think that some of the that's true but i think that particular crimes and targeted crimes are up Mm -hmm. and and that statistics will show that too and part of that is the bully pulpit Mm -hmm. being used for evil quite frankly and so when you have somebody somebody like the president telling people that the press is your enemy and I'll pay your bail if you beat him and up. And anybody different is your enemy and as well. Exactly mm-hmm. and so that gives license to people that want that have a tendency to do this anyway. Right, right. I think Um, that's one thing that, um, you know, regardless of, you know, your president back in the day, that when bad things happen, they usually would come up and, you know, at least talk about it. Um, And even if it wasn't something they necessarily agreed with, it was most of the time verbiage that we could at least understand that, you know, that it was wrong. You know, right, that exactly. I might not agree with that person, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we're not condoning violence. Exactly. And we have a president now who condones violence. Yeah. There are very and fine yes. people on both sides. Yes. Right. Well, and and that, if, if I don't know if anybody delves into, I guess I'm a glutton for punishment, but uh, if anybody goes into, like, the, the right-wing uh, groups and, mm-hmm. uh, and or white supremacist groups to kind of figure out what's get a feel for things. Right. Mm-hmm. They latched on to that so hard. Right. You know, that of was course. something that they saw as being a, uh, <clears throat> they already loved Trump to begin right. with, but that was like a, yeah, right on. He's on our side. Right. And yeah. that just gave them more. Right. And, and the thing is, you know, power. I have, it gave them you more know, power. that because you're conservative doesn't mean that you lose, you know, your moral compass. And, you know, so I, I don't believe that every conservative out there, no. you know, believes, you know, you know, Glenn Sinker, what Trump's, you know, believes or says. It's just... Apparently it's uh, only the ones that are in office. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. But somebody needs to say, hey, you know, as a mass, as a group, that this this isn't cool. And, you know, I don't want my kids growing up thinking that this is how you behave and treat other human beings you know again we can disagree that's okay i mean that's what we're all america's about is that we don't all come from the same you know mold that there we have a different opinions and beliefs and thoughts and philosophy and and that's okay mm-hmm. but when you go to the point where this has become like you know just i'm right no matter what and and people just stop listening mm-hmm. this is when we end up into the situation and then of course have a leader that is condoning bad behavior well, the whole issue with pompeo that's right. just yeah. institutionalizing yeah what they're doing right already and making it 
formally, legally okay. Right. Well, we just hope that people wake up in <clears throat> this next election. We'll see. Some, you know, we saw some good stuff happen mm-hmm. um, with the last couple of elections. So, you know, maybe not. The, the pen, pen, I can't pronounce the um, pendulum. Pendulum. Um, <laughs> <laughs> didn't swing maybe to the, the, the side that we wanted and, you know, the full extent of it. But, um, you know, things did change. Yeah. So there's still hope out there that uh, we can do that. Um, Justin, what's speaking going of hope, on? yeah, think <laughs> yeah. well, at least I have some wow. good news. Yes, yeah. Because as uh, probably everybody knows, <laughs> the U.S. women's national team won the FIFA World Cup on Sunday Woo! after beating the Netherlands two to zero. That was really exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, the team is now only the second to win consecutive World Cup titles and the first to win the title four times. And out lesbian starter and co-captain Megan Rapino won MVP of the tournament and the Golden Boot Award for most goals scored in the World Cup. She's so cool. She is right. very cool. <laughs> I, she's, she's really awesome. I just love her. And after a ticker, ticker tape parade for the team in New York City on Wednesday, she gave a speech in front of City Hall during which she highlighted the resilience and the diversity of the team. And she said... Uh, quote, this group is so resilient, is so tough, has such a sense of humor, is just so badass. There's nothing, nothing that can phase this group. We have pink hair, purple hair, tattoos, dreadlocks. We've got white girls, black girls, and everything in between. Straight girls, gay girls. She stood by her previous comment from last month when she said she would not go to the explicative (laughs) White House after the team's win. In fact, used her platform to make a call to action saying, quote, we have to be better. We have to love more, hate less, listen more, talk less. We got to know this is everybody's responsibility. It's our responsibility to make this world a better place, unquote. It turns out Rapineau was right when she made headlines last month saying, you can't win a championship without gays on your team. It's never been done before, ever. That's science right there. (laughs) I love that she said that. Isn't that great? Yeah, she's so awesome. Uh, The U.S. women's national team tied with their opponents in the final. The Netherlands for most out lesbian and bisexual players of any team in the World Cup. Jillian Ellis, the U.S. team's coach, is also out. One engaged couple, Ashlyn Harris and Allie Krieger, both played for the U.S. team to win the World Cup. That's going to be such a cute story in like 20 yes. years for them. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, it really will be. Uh, the team's win has also heightened the debate about the pay gap between the women's and the men's World Cup mm-hmm. payouts. And that's very interesting. Uh, Before the 2019 tournament began, several of the U.S. players, including Megan, filed a gender discrimination lawsuit against the U.S. Soccer Federation, lobbying for better pay and better promotion, uh, better accommodations, and working conditions. FIFA will reportedly pay a $4 million bonus to the U.S. women's team after their win, as opposed to the $38 million bonus that was played to last paid Insane. to last year's Men's World Cup <sighs> winner, right? Mm-hmm. It's so yeah. obvious, right. and they're, it's, yeah, frustrating. Well, Sorry. yeah, and the U.S. women's team has proven to be more successful than the men's team. Yeah, mm-hmm. right? and brought in more money. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so, right. 
and a fourth <coughs> World Cup win versus the men's team's losses in the final of a regional tournament this year. And the argument that the women's team makes less because their games generate less revenue has also been disproven because according to Wall Street Journal reports from 2016 to 2018, U.S. women's games generated about $50.8 million in revenue, while men's games generated only $49.9 million. The lawsuit will reportedly be mediated in the coming weeks, so here's hoping that the superstars on the U.S. women's national team will finally get paid what they deserve. Amen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's been fun. I've been listening to a lot of the interviews. Mm-hmm. and She's um, been great on camera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. She's, She's on fantastic. Rachel Maddow, and yeah. that yes. was a great interview. Yeah. She's just kind of chill, mm-hmm. and when mm-hmm. she talks, she just has a lot of authority, and it doesn't seem like much kind of you know when she's talking about the president and the kind of that little thing going mm-hmm. she's just like yeah okay you know yeah. it's just not like it's shaking her up i mean it, which I, is how it should be dealt with right she yeah. shouldn't right. give time of day to him you right. know right. Right. like he doesn't she's trying to be it. very careful about her what she says as well and she was yeah. mentioning on rachel that yeah she knows she's gonna have mics put in her face and cameras pointed right. at her so she tries to be ready so she's not dub 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 right <laughs> yeah well i think for for all of us um you know they were interviewing a lot of the girl young girls that were at the parade mm-hmm. you know and why they came out mm-hmm. and what influenced them and you know and, and of course she's most of these young ladies um you know hero and what she brings to the table um and you know and a lot of them were talking you know about the equal pay was the big exactly. conversation that was happening i mean <laughs> this is a, i think a I want to say CNN interview mm-hmm. that I was listening to. And, you know, that was just like, it just kept changing the mic to mm-hmm. different parts of the crowds. And that's what the girls were talking about. And it should. I mean, it obviously, mm-hmm. it's it's time to kind of equalize that. And then they, you know, had a couple younger brothers that were there um, with their sisters and moms mm-hmm. and dads. And, you know, and, and again, they were just as exciting as they should, excited as they should be. And, and, and that, again, with these young people or the conversation of like, why aren't they being <coughs> paid the same? Right. Like, this well, is... And- at the win, like or at the game, they like the crowd was cheering like yes. USA, USA, but they were also cheering right. equal pay, <laughs> right. equal pay. Like right. right when they won, and everyone yes. was like going crazy that they won, and they were like, "Come on, they are so good. Right. Uh-huh. They right. just destroyed the Netherlands, right. and you're not going to pay them equally." Well, hopefully, the advertisers out there that they'll make up the difference at mm-hmm. least immediately, as sooner than later, than you know, getting their payout in mm-hmm. the end. So, you know, that'll you know. Uh, hopefully even things out yeah. um, somewhat because I think people uh, I would uh, buy a box of Wheaties with that picture <laughs> I also thought, thought it was cool that, um, they, that the US team and the Netherlands were both the two the two teams in the final um, had the most LGBTQ players mm-hmm, on right. their teams Yeah, yes. so that was yeah. really cool No, there was a lot of cool first hey um, it's time for a community update and a short music break uh, Lucas if you're out there take it away It's time for our weekly update here in Bloomington. The WFHB community calendar is a public calendar that you can actually send your events to. I believe there's an email here. Let me find it. 
send the event name, date, and time, and complete address of the event and venue to calendars at wfhb.org at least one week in advance. Um, And this is what we um, read from every week. All right, this week we have at the Blockhouse, July 16th from 6.30 till 8.30 p.m., um, there is an open mic. All types of performances are welcome. Slots are 5 to 10 minutes. And that's 6 from 6.30 p.m. And we also have next Wednesday, that is the 17th, Bloomington's only gender-based performance open mic. Want to try drag, burlesque, boylesque, good old-fashioned performance art? Now's your chance. All are welcome to participate. Just bring your own music and your fabulous selves. And who knows, you may end up in a show. And that's every Wednesday. Sign up at 10, show at 11, and there's no cover for that. You can sign up for that by contacting Debute via private message or by email at openstagebookings at gmail.com. Currently listening to the album the dots the artist alaska alaska this is the song bees and we'll be right back with more blooming out Welcome back to Blooming Out. Um, you were listening to um, Alaska, Alaska, the Bees um, from the album The Dots. Oh, Dots? I guess it's Dots. That's a. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's Dots. Dots. I'm reading. 
Literal. Um, and <laughs> so we're welcome back to Judy and Emily are here from Spencer Pride. Hi. But for, hi, hi. Um. <laughs> but first, let's, we're going to listen to a piece that our very own Ireland made when she was out in New York City um, about the march that went on in New York's Pride. Take it away, Lucas. New York City was buzzing with gay energy the weekend of World Pride this June. Almost every shop and restaurant had a pride flag hanging in the window, not just in the village, but all around Manhattan. As my friend pointed out, it was almost a statement not to have some sort of rainbow on your storefront. Clearly, New York and America in general has come a long way as far as social acceptance of the LGBTQ community goes. But throughout the events I attended that weekend, it was clear that the 50th anniversary of the Stonewall riots was on everyone's mind and that the roots of pride as a protest were not going to be forgotten. On Saturday, June 29th, the day before World Pride, I attended the New York Dyke March. It's okay, I'm allowed to say that word. If you didn't already know, I am one. Anyway, Dyke March, which is actually part of a network of marches in different cities like San Francisco and D.C., is, according to their website, a protest march, not a parade. I know, like, we were talking to other people from San Francisco, and they were comparing our march to their march. They're like, our march is really fun and happy. And, like, this is a non-permitted march, so it's huge because we physically have to act as barriers to the cops. So it's really amazing and empowering. Thousands of people who identify as dykes marched down Fifth Avenue, stopping traffic to protest the violence and discrimination the community still faces. For this year, at least, we're sticking with our theme, which is Dykes Without Borders. Um, I personally take it uh, to heart. I work for Migrant Rights Nonprofit. Um, so not only was this like my first ever march participation at all, I just thought, like, thought it was necessary for the significance of this weekend and just, you know, to find an alliance uh, with fellow Dykes of all colors, ages, etc. I've been a marcher for several years, but being a marshal was just like so empowering to, to support the community, to provide safety to the community. It's huge. Also, you know, a big no turf space, you know, completely no transphobic remarks, you know, trans women. We accept everybody that identifies as a dyke. So that's really also awesome because Pride is super corporate right now, unfortunately. But like I said, this is the only non-permitted Pride march, which is so dope yeah as my anonymous interviewee mentioned dyke march is anti-corporate sponsorship this seemed to be a big topic of discussion during pride month this year and it even provoked a new event during pride weekend before the official nyc world pride march the next day i attended the first ever queer liberation march uh, so the queer liberation march uh was started by the reclaimed pride coalition there's so many barriers to entry for the Pride Parade. So now eventually we have our own march. Uh, so no cops, no corporations, no floats, uh, no barricades, no wristbands. Uh, it's just everyone's free to come and it's, it's wonderful. And we're taking the original route that was uh, the year after Stonewall in 1970. So it's just a great time. That was a volunteer from the Reclaim Pride Coalition. They wanted to be anonymous. I also talked to Sam, a volunteer with Beloved and Proud, a coalition of interfaith groups that participated in the Queer Liberation March. So this morning, one of our 
uh, spiritual leaders, Rabbi Amichai Lalavi, was talking about how, um, you know, people rioted and then they marched. And now we're kind of on pilgrimage together, marching from Stonewall to Central Park, like the original um, gay liberation march that happened in 1870. It's more important to support, it is important to support this march because I think grassroots action is what Pride is about to me um, and doing away with the sort of like corporatization of Pride. Like I said, a major theme. Many activist groups have been outspoken this year about how it's wrong to sell out to corporations who profit on selling rainbow merchandise without actually supporting the LGBTQ plus community in both legal and social practice. But is it wrong? Later that day, I went to the official World Pride Parade, which, because of the number of participants, was over 12 hours long. It did seem like every float, even nonprofits, were corporate sponsored. And the number of ads I saw that day was pretty mind blowing. But you know what? They all had rainbows on them, and a multitude of people representing every letter in LGBTQIA. And representation does matter. I'm not going to speak for the rest of the community, but I do think that it's pretty incredible that four million people from all over the world were able to come together and celebrate being out and proud, even if it was sponsored by T-Mobile. I do agree that corporate sponsorship is ethically questionable and that we need to hold allies, corporate or not, accountable for living up to that role. I think most of all, it's important to remember that the fight for equality is far from over and to remember that the movement began as a riot against a system that wants to disenfranchise minorities. Pride is political. Uh, That is where the roots of our movement are. The modern LGBTQ rights movement is inherently political. And yes, it's great to celebrate the, the progress that we've made, but trans women of color are basically, we left them behind in 1969. Uh, and we need to uplift their voices and protect that community. Welcome back to Blooming Out. Um, wow, that was a really good piece, Ireland. Great piece, Ireland. That was cute. That was great. Oh, yeah. thanks. <laughs> Very well constructed. Thank you, thank you, thank Very you. Very well constructed. So I felt like I was there. <coughs> so uh, let's hear a firsthand. Uh, yeah, so I, w- I went to, um, well, several events, but I went to all three. Those were like the three main marches that were going on that weekend. And um, I had a great time in all of them. The Dyke March especially was super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had it was cool because they had like a moment of silence in the middle um, that we like stopped at like Union Square, I think. And um, the whole march just, I mean, we were taking up most of Fifth Ave at that point, And we were just like, there were thousands of us. And we all stopped. And it, there was kind of like a hush that fell from the front where the people were um, like leading it to all the way to the back as word got out that there was going to be a moment of silence. And then we all just kind of stood there for a few minutes. And it was like the quietest I've ever mm. heard anywhere in New York City ever, <laughs> you know. So... And and that was, like, to respect, like, the victims of violence, especially in the past year. Um, and I thought that was really cool. And the Queer, Queer Liberation March was also a really cool thing. Um, it was the first time it ever happened. So I felt like I was part of something cool. I was there getting some interviews and talking to a lot of people. I also talked to a guy with Gays Against Guns, and they were in both the Queer Liberation March and the um, official World Pride March. Mm. Uh, But yeah, and I think there were a lot of organizations like that that were part of both marches. But um, yeah, 
I, I it was cool to experience that and then it the but like the the difference between those two marches and the official march was insane like because there was no corporate sponsorship and all of that stuff it felt more like a like a grassroots grass yeah like a rally and world pride was super fun like the parade was like all these colors you know and rainbows everywhere and um you know everything you'd expect but um it was more of like a happy like positive vibe like a happy like Mm -hmm. we're just here to party sort of thing which is great but then also i think at the at the other marches um you, it made you think. More. Did it have any? Was there any resentment between the two? I mean, did you find people angry that no, you should go to the other pride? No, or? I didn't really find that. Um, I, I mean, I talked to. I kind of asked people like, is it more important <coughs> to support this as as opposed to the other, um, the official march or whatever? And they were like, no, I think it's a great time. It's okay, fine good. to celebrate and everything. Like, it's good that we can celebrate and stuff. We just can't forget the roots right. of all right. of this. You Do know? you think it's possible to incorporate both? I think so. I think it's just about holding, like I said, holding allies accountable, mm-hmm. corporate or not. You know, for if you're gonna be, if you're gonna support, um, you know, queer rights and all of that, awesome. But do the work throughout the year, not just during Pride Month, not right. when you're trying to sell sell your rainbow merch. You know, like do the work throughout the year and make sure you're being vocal about supporting different legislation that will be you know, anti-discrimination and stuff like that and donating to, like, the Trevor Project or other, like, great LGBTQ mm. plus Do you remember some of the, like, figureheads that were there, celebrities or political? At World Pride? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There was, well, <laughs> the really cool one for me was uh, <laughs> the cast of the new L Word uh-huh. was all there and that was exciting. Mm-hmm. But, um, oh, the the cast of Pose was yeah. there and I was oh, really? about to cry. I literally they were the Grand they Marshals. Amazing. They started out the parade mm-hmm. and I saw um MJ Rodriguez and she was like yes. on the on the convertible or whatever. And then like I was like, Where's Indian Moore? Because I love Indian Moore so much. <laughs> and they were like they all of a sudden they like walked by and I was like, Oh my god, you're five feet from me. But yeah, it was very cool. I liked that a lot. See, I had a good time at that too. I'm not gonna say that that was like bad or anything. Right. I think it's There's it's great to celebrate. It's great yeah. to celebrate, and I. But yeah. yeah. I love the idea though of the moment of silence mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it just really gets you to think about it, as you said, and yeah. what it's about, and then you can go out and party. Yeah. I yeah. see nothing wrong with having mm-hmm. both of those things. And I know that that would be hard to implement in like a a huge parade like World Pride, but like that would be a way to kind of meld the two you know have a moment of silence have a couple of speeches or something you know right somehow i don't know you could do it yeah you could do it there's a way and judy you were telling us a great story um yeah which story frank yeah which story (laughs) (laughs) well just uh about obviously being in the parade and you know yes you you and the spencer folks so we had uh 13 of us uh marching in the spencer pride contingent we weren't sure that we wouldn't just be kind of squashed up with the other groups because we were invited because this wasn't just new york pride right this was world pride right. mm-hmm. and that's why which so they were awarded too, because of the 50th anniversary of stonewall right and um the and just a, a point to understand that their march they don't call it a parade 
It's called a march, march. Right. and mm-hmm. they won't call it a parade until equal rights are across the board. That's okay. true. So yeah. that New York Pride considers this a march for equal rights. Okay. Mm-hmm. So just uh, a distinction. Uh, yeah, right. distinction. Uh, point of distinction there. So we um, our sign, which Emily's put up for us here. Um, we held our sign up, and we um, we meaning Jonathan had the. Um, um, stents to order a sign that was mesh so the wind blew through it mm-hmm. uh, there were times when they had to hold on but it, it the wind blew through it so we held our sign way up high uh, over our heads and the sign says spencer pride we may be from a small town but we have big time queers <laughs> and that is a reference back to the flag pole incident at jonathan's where they were called the big time queers and so we wore our big time queer shirts and we had our big time queer i love it sign and most other marching groups held their sign at waist high because of the wind we assume right. so Was it um not to take anything away, was yes. it Bloomington Pride there as well, or just no. Spencer? Indy Pride. Indy, Indy Pride. Yeah, Pride and, was. Uh, we were the only ones mm-hmm. okay. uh, from Indiana. I don't and think Bloomington Pride is part of the in- Interpride. Yeah, you, yeah. It, the Interpride um, Pride organizations were invited to march, and there were actually of the Interpride contingent, there were two thousand people. That's awesome. Wow. Just in the Interpride contingent, right. so that's how we weren't sure we okay. would just mm-hmm. get squashed up with the others. But thank goodness we weren't, because Emily was cartwheeling down <laughs> Fifth Avenue. <laughs> yeah. So how did it feel, Emily? Uh, it was it was fantastic. The entire experience was absolutely amazing. Um, I'm from here, so I've never been anywhere bigger than Chicago. <laughs> um, so it was it was kind of amazing to be in New York City, especially with the all the energy from yeah. the, the Pride Festival or pride celebration and it being the 50th was yeah pretty incredible Mm -hmm. that's awesome what other stuff did you guys get to do while you were there as part of like the interpride stuff well um lucy and i didn't do much we just hung out because we're the vintage uh, (laughs) 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 but uh emily and her brother spent the day on broadway uh, on saturday (laughs) so um so that was cool uh, Jacob, Jonathan, and some of the others went on a walking tour with um, uh, an Enterprise person. And so they visited some of the particular sites mm-hmm. and, and places that were important. And they happened to run into Edie Windsor's wife. Do you all know Edie Windsor was the first person who sued the federal yeah, government yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. for because she had to pay so, right. um, uh, so much inheritance tax when her wife died so Edie had remarried and then Edie herself had passed away but they were walking by and pointing being pointed out this was her apartment and her wife happened to come by so they got to talk to her and she has all these artifacts left from uh, Edie's time and her struggle in their apartment that she's donating to some someplace and she said I would take you up to the apartment but it's too full <laughs> there's no room for people <laughs> so yeah so that was really nice and they went to the we didn't get there for the opening ceremonies but they went to the closing ceremonies which mm-hmm. apparently were 
phenomenal. I didn't go to that. I was too scared. <laughs> Why were you scared? Because there was like four million people in Times yeah. Square. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. 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 It was. Kind of locked. What was it? Is it kind of when they dropped the ball? You locked in there? Did they shut the gates? That's what stuff? I heard. Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, I don't like that either. Uh, so, yeah. Right. There were a lot, but it was so energizing as we're mm-hmm. as we're walking. It just right. you'd think we would be exhausted, but it was just energizing. Cause and no uh, demonstrations, crazy. or did you see really anything? I didn't. I passed one group walking down one of the streets by Times Square, but it was the day before the parade. Right. Um, but I mean, they just they just walked by, and right. I didn't. See yeah, it I again, don't so. think that would be <laughs> the was, crowd to do that. There yeah. was one during the Dyke March when we all got to Washington Square Park. There were there was a group there that was walking around, but people just kind of like ignored, ignored them, them and everything. Right. Actually, there were more like tourists on those buses that were like taking pictures <laughs> uh-huh. of us and stuff. Uh-huh. There were more people like that than there right. were protesters. Right. So. New York City is just a full of a bunch of queer people. <laughs> yeah. We didn't even know it was like this. <laughs> yeah. Honey, yeah, we're right. going to have to come back. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there's uh, th- so And then you guys did, uh, you made it to um, Stonewall, the bar. Did you go by there at all? I did, but not until after. Uh-huh. I stayed until the next Thursday, and I went like the night before I left because mm-hmm. I, I didn't want to go during all the Pride stuff because right. it was going to be impossible, impossible to, to get, get in. in. Right. I went to the right. rally on Thursday. They had like an opening. It was like right mm-hmm. before the opening ceremony. Mm-hmm. They had uh, a rally with um, speakers and stuff. And actually, Emma Gonzalez of March for Our Lives, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she was the final speaker, and she was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but it there were speakers from all over the world, and there was like thousands of people there. You couldn't even see like the end of the crowd down the block, and it was on Christopher Street, right in front of um, yeah. Stonewall. So yeah. that was really cool. That is fun. Well, how how long was the 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 march? I heard nine hours. I heard twelve hours. How well we stepped off at noon. Mm-hmm. That was a step off. We had to be there at like ten. We stepped off at noon, and I I heard that they didn't. The last one was at ten thirty. That they finished at ten. So, so you were, you were I this is my frame of reference. I got there at noon when it started, and I finally left for dinner at eight, and then I came back from dinner, and they were still going at eleven. Oh wow! So that's uh, all I know. Everybody yeah. was. Uh, Thank goodness we were in the beginning. We stepped off at noon, and we were done at two two thirty. Two thirty. Did you stay and watch the parade the rest of it, or you just <laughs> somebody may have? Yeah. <laughs> there was a little festival um, yeah. down down mm. the street and we a bunch of us went right. over there and checked out some of the vendors and so right. that was pretty fun a yeah. little bit less crowded than the march but still pretty crowded right. mm. lucy and i took the baby truman truman was in <laughs> yeah. the march as well uh-huh. of course so lucy so and well <laughs> the, oh my gosh he had practiced the queen's wave yeah. <laughs> oh the crowd was crazy the photos are great yeah so yeah so yeah the grandmas and the baby went back to the hotel oh well th- i was just thinking like you know this <clears> is it's huge, right? How mm. big is the Macy's Day Parade? How big are any of these right. these other events? And this is like mm-hmm. this just mm-hmm. topple. Well, again, because it's world pride. It's world pride. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, world pride. Yeah, right. world. The world was there, <laughs> which usually happens in other countries. Yeah. So where's it next? Oh, do they have it every year? Or is Copenhagen it every four next years? Year, yes. Yes. Okay. Every year. So yeah. you're gonna try to win trip there and uh i don't think so <laughs> although canada is yeah. vying for the year after okay and oh, so lucy says yeah. we're going if canada definitely didn't they just have it in toronto a couple of years ago uh i don't know hmm. 
Maybe. I don't know. I think my friend went. Anyway. Well, that's cool. So anything else going on with uh, with some of the prides? They're pointing to something and I'm not saying. Do we want? Do we have time for that? Yeah, of course. Okay. So we have um, like this many minutes. Okay. <laughs> so uh, morals oh, yeah. for America um, is on the agenda here, and so I'll just talk briefly about that. There was a group that apparently was just organized a few days after our Pride Festival, and they called themselves Morals for America, as if they're uh, an um, uh, um, worldwide or at least a USA-wide group, and they're not. Um, if you try to get information about the particular people, you can't. They get very defensive. But they are—they were trying to get people to sign a petition to stop Spencer Pride from mm-hmm. having a so festival. So this is just in Spencer. And yeah, somebody right? somebody yes. made the page acting like it was affiliated with something, but it was just a call-out organization. <laughs> right. Right. <Yeah>. So <laughs> they made it look like they were part of a big group. We're a chapter. We're right. the local chapter. No, you so, are So I it. mean, what's this? So what mean? happened was, though, we typically don't respond to that kind of thing and yes they're melanie brought up the petition they're trying to get people to sign this petition send to the commissioners so they but what happened was we got so much good feedback we didn't have to respond it was incredible this is better than any survey we could have done to see what people think about our festival really yeah Yeah. spencer's always people have come out in support of you oh my gosh yes over and and then they block those people Oh, that's right. So then they can't, you <laughs> oh. can't see those. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Well, that's yeah. Some Spencer's news. always, yes. you guys are So if you want to help us keep going, you can volunteer with us. You can donate with us. Visit www.spencerpride.org or see our Facebook page. Yay. Yes. Or call me. Or call, call Judy. <laughs> we are out of time. What a great show. Um, thank you all for, for all of our listeners and volunteers who made this possible. And a special thank you to Judy and Emily for being here today and sharing your stories. Yes, thank you for coming. Uh, Blooming Out is produced by Frankie Preslaff, Ireland Meacham, and Melanie Davis. Our executive producer is WFHB News Director, Kiria Greenberg. Lucas Fisher is our engineer. For Blooming Out and WFHB, I'm Justin Robertson. I'm Melanie Davis. I'm Ireland Meacham. I'm Frankie Preslaff. And remember, if everything was straight, roller coasters would be one long, boring ride. Good night from your Blooming Out family. You've been listening to Blooming Out on WFHB. Blooming Out is a product of WFHB's News and Public Affairs Department. Tune in every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. for Indiana's only LGBTQ plus news and public affairs program. You can hear this and other programs online at WFHB.org. Comments and suggestions for future topics or guests can be sent to bloomingout at WFHB.org. That is blooming O-U-T at W-F-H-P dot O-R-G. And thank you for listening. I gotta be tired and I gotta remember this is what I'm about. Gotta stand up and I gotta be proud and I gotta remember this is what I'm about. And what about being a girl? How could I mind it? And what about being queer?